0: Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, and today I'm so honored to share a recent Firebird Book Award-winning author with you. He is Gary Miller, and his winning book is titled Finding Grace. Prior to beginning his writing career, he was a successful businessman and entrepreneur. His writing is rooted in life experiences and people who have crossed his paths in his life's journey he draws on his ability to translate his observations into very relatable stories by readers. Gary lives in the scenic city of the South, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and has two adult daughters and one granddaughter who lives close by. He has also had many roles acting in movies and TV, and I am so looking forward to our conversation, so welcome to the network, Gary.
1: Well, thank you very much for the invitation, Pat. It's my pleasure.
0: Oh, I'm happy to have you here. Congratulations on the book win.
1: Well, thank you. I was uh, you know, really really honored. Uh, you know, it, it's always good to get third-party affirmation about your work. And everybody I I'll, I'll attribute a, a I guess an analogy of with my book being like a baby and like, you know, every mother's Maybe is always the prettiest. <laughs> so, you know, I figure every author's book is always the greatest, but uh, you know that your family and friends are, are going to say that. But when you get third-party affirmation, it really brings more significance. Uh, to the efforts and the work and a lot of the detail that goes into the production.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. In some books, you really feel the heart, and I felt that with yours, and probably because your book is based on some aspects of your personal life. So before we talk about your book, maybe just give us a little background so folks can understand where this book came from.
1: Well, you know, they say the longest journey begins with a single step, and unfortunately, the cause of my single step was the passing of my life of uh, 45 years, uh, Sherry, from leukemia. And so that started the the road of actually writing the book was a, a way of me dealing with my grief. It was you know, really therapeutic for me. And uh, actually, I wrote the screenplay first uh, for it and uh, had a, Friend of mine in LA who liked it said it was good and then COVID hit, so any ideas of it going to production, uh, were shelved. And another friend asked, if, uh, that worked with an executive with the publishing company said, would well, I be willing to take the time and put the work in to make it a, a full fiction novel? And, uh, I had no idea how much more work that is than writing a screenplay, but because in a novel, you have to create a living, breathing world. You've got to research every detail, every nuance to bring that world and the characters in it to life. Mm-hmm. But I did, and, uh, I put the time in, and it, uh, it's been so very well received. The format of, of my book is a little different than most from the standpoint of Over the years of our marriage, very infrequently, uh, I would write some song lyrics. Uh, Not the music, but just the words to express some feelings or to tell a story. And my late wife, Sherry, thought they were good, and she always encouraged me to write more. But our life was busy raising our daughters and earning a living, so writing never became a priority. But after her passing in May of 2019, I had way too much time available to be alone with my memories, thoughts, and, and started writing song lyrics again. And most of my lyrics are what's called spoken word, which is still a story, rather than your traditional first chorus bridge structure for most songs. So several weeks, several months over the summer after she passed, I had written over a dozen song lyrics. And I can only attribute it to one day there was an angel on my shoulder and whispered in my ear and said, you know take these six song lyrics, they might make a pretty interesting story. And so that was how it came about with uh, with Finding Grace. And it's uh, it's been a journey for me as it was for my main character, Judith, uh, in the novel with her cross-country uh, trip.
0: Mm-hmm. And I can imagine it was Difficult and yet healing at the same time to actually put pen to paper and get some of this out of you and out onto the paper.
1: It, it was. It, it was, uh, you know, there were days that, uh, you know, I was sitting right and, there, you know, I would laugh. And then some days I would sit and write and my eyes would leak. <laughs> so yeah. So it, it was, uh, uh, you know, but as I said, it, it was therapeutic. Right. And it it really helped a lot.
0: I can imagine. Well, you're just a hop, skip, and jump from Nashville. Maybe you should take some of these songs and uh, go walk the streets by the Bluebird Cafe and see if you can grab a few, grab a few, and see what they might think of your lyrics.
1: Well, that's uh, that's actually on the on the ah. agenda. <laughs> uh, you know, right now after by the with finding grace. I'm right now. I'm updating the screenplay. And so, you know, my next goal is for finding grace to be, become either a movie or a TV production. Mm-hmm. It, it's a busy time.
0: Yep. There's a lot of avenues you can take. And especially since you have experience and past in movies and TV, uh, I imagine that you know some folks. And maybe writing the screenplay was a little bit easier for you because you actually lived that life for a while.
1: Yeah, and you know, a screenplay is primarily just a, the basic setting of the scene and the dialogue. Uh, so that's by comparison of where you have to create, as I said before, a living, breathing world in a novel with every detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's much simpler. But, uh, you know, the, the, the story of Finding Grace is, um, has been so well received. Uh, uh, again, referring back to the, the format. Um there's during the bus trip, first of all, uh, if I can share with you I guess an overview.
0: Yes, yes, that would be the, perfect. The
1: there's a dying grandmother and her her name is Grace Lee and she lives in Nashville. And she has a dying wish and that's for her extremely successful, wealthy granddaughter who's Judith, to travel from, from where she lives now in Los Angeles to Nashville to come visit her. But so there's a catch. She wants Judith to take the journey by bus rather than her private jet coming from Barstow, California, to Nashville on Interstate 40. So it's a six-day journey, and so each day of Judith's journey becomes a story just on its own. As the people she meets and the places she visits along the way really challenge her to rethink her life. Uh, she was bullied by classmates as a child. She was extremely poor raised by her grandmother after her parents passed at age 10. just very poor, but um, now her extraordinary wealth has allowed her to build this protective cocoon around herself. But, you know, the question is, is she happy? So Grace's wish for the bus trip really forces Judith to get back into the real world and challenges her to reconnect with ordinary people and her roots. So, you know, six very different seatmates each day uh, each with their own backstory that, that I share at the beginning of the chapter, the character's backstory. So you feel like you know her seatmate, then the, the encounter with Judith. And then each night, Judith calls her grandmother and relates the story of the day of the, the, her seatmate, uh, what she saw, what she ate, uh, just so that, um, she can share this Vicariously with her grandmother So And one of the strong components One of the sections is Oklahoma City To uh, Memphis And Her seatmate is A a mother Named Janice and her little six year old Daughter called Bobby Sue and they're going to St. Jude's because Bobby Sue Has leukemia And with that She um, gets to know Them there's a, a real story, that, a thread that carries through the rest of the book with them, and uh, it also, once she arrives in Nashville with her grandmother, there's the the part of working through the inevitable that's going to occur, and then what she decides to do with her life and her wealth after her grandmother passes. So um, it's been compared. Um, I guess to the trip to Bountiful, uh, as far as with all these different characters, and I took a lot of pride in establishing um, their each one having their own personality and speech pattern, and drawing on, on a lot of people that I've known over the years. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I I'll, here's a spoiler alert for you: uh, if you like happy endings, you are going to love.
0: Finding Grace. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love the whole premise of this, the way you set it up, all of that character development. How was that for you? I know you said you drew upon some people that you knew, but did the characters begin to become their own and kind of take off? Were you in control of the characters the whole time? How did that work for you?
1: It's it was very surreal. Uh, I have always been a very visual person, so. As I began writing, first of all, um, rather than come to my office, I would, I would sit in my kitchen at the end of the kitchen table, and I'd put on my Spotify playlist of the songs that Sherry and I loved so much, and have it on really low, and I would start writing. And more often than not, uh, it was like I was an outside observer. An observer. It was as I were was actually watching the characters in my mind as they talked with each other. And there were times for me to keep up typing their Mm -hmm. back-and-forth dialogue. (laughs) Uh, uh, As I said, it really felt surreal. Um, And, uh, again, I I just felt that that was another, you know, angel on my shoulder still Mm -hmm. whispering in my ear. Such a beautiful story. Well, the, the people who have read it, all of them say, have to write a second book mm-hmm. because we need to know what happened to these six characters uh, that we met and loved along the way.
0: Yeah, think of all the spinoffs you can do on this. You can have at least six more books just to follow up on that, their lives. <laughs>
1: I'm just focusing on the, the, the one right now, but uh, <laughs> it's it's just really been a, a blessing as far as a life experience. It really helped me work through my grief as opposed, you know, the the grief groups are wonderful things. Uh, but the, this was my way of dealing yes. with it, and so it really helped me, and I've really enjoyed the stories of people who have read it, and them relating about their laughter and their tears, because it's not a sad book. I mean, there are, yes, there are sad, touching parts of it, but there's a lot of humor in it too. Mm-hmm. So I tried to really make sure that there was a good balance, so that it, you know, that you felt it, at the end of each chapter, you know, you had some kind of positive emotion. Right.
0: Right. And you wanted to, to continue to go on. Yep. Let's talk about the cover. I like the cover. How did that come about?
1: I, I was very specific with my publisher about what I wanted. We went through five different revisions because I've, and I actually started with a, a little pen and pencil drawing that I had, but you know, I had to have a bust. Uh, it had to have Judith on the cover, walking to the bus. But I was, you know, there, can't see her face. I wanted the reader to put the, their the face to her, and you know, create their own Judith in their mind. Mm-hmm. She had to have a, a shoulder bag, and she had to have a pull along suitcase because both of those play uh, humorous on a, a humorous ongoing role during the the course of her bus trip. And so I've got so much positive feedback on the cover. Everyone loves it. It just has a a look and a feel that um, people really have responded to.
0: It does have a very particular feel to it. I don't know how to describe it, but it does make you want to open up the book. It's captivating.
1: Yeah, and on the on the cover of the book, uh, you know, the lead-in it says, "In a world that sometimes seems out of control, we are each on our own journey in hope of finding grace." Mm-hmm. And so that's what it's all about. Is you know, everybody is on their own journey. You know, the people that Judith meets on her, her, the bus, her grandmother, herself, and you know, I, I guess my message that I want the readers to come away with is once we tap into compassion, we can move on from fear and anger towards mercy, justice, and grace. And so by helping others find their grace, we end up finding our own.
0: That's a beautiful, beautiful message. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled that you entered this book and that we have had this opportunity to speak. I'm, I'm just so excited to see where where you take this and where it all lands. So before we begin to wrap up, I want to make sure we're not missing anything that, that you wanted to highlight today.
1: No, I just uh, am so appreciative of the recognition of Finding Grace. It's a book that we did some, as far as testing it with uh, other readers on demographics, and it tested as well with Teenagers, as it, uh, and it's not necessarily a woman's book, although that's primarily the the target. But I mean, uh, men from 30 to mid 70s were tested on it, and it just across the board, everyone responded almost identically. So as far as socioeconomic uh, age demographics. It has appealed to all readers, so it it would make a great spring break read. It was, it would be a soup will be a super read for you know a a summer read or any time as far yep. as I
0: goes. Absolutely, a beach read, a nice cozy weekend read. It's it's right up there. I absolutely agree. Well, if you would share your contact information, where folks can learn more about you, where they can get copies of your book.
1: Sure. If you want to go to uh, Finding Grace's website, there's have got two domains. The, the primary, the easiest, would be FindingGraceBook.com. That's FindingGraceBook.com, and from there uh, you can order the book. It uh, there's an icon that will take you to a link where, if if you don't order it from your own local bookstore, uh, you have options of your Barnes and Nobles and Amazons and Books and Me and, and several others, uh, where you can order directly from them. And, uh, and of course the ebook is available also. And my email address, uh, is, which is in the end of the book is simply miller at gmailer.biz. Miller at biz. Right. That's
0: perfect. So we're speaking with Gary Miller. The book is titled Finding Grace and easily enough, the website is findinggracebook.com. Gary, what a pleasure to speak with you today. I can't wait to see this movie on the big screen or television or sequels. I'm just going to keep an eye on you and let's keep in touch because I just know this is going to just blossom and do a lot of great things for a lot of people. So please keep us posted and we'll talk again soon.
1: Thank you so much, Pat. Again, I I certainly appreciate the uh, recognition, and uh, it's just really an, an honor talking with you.